Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. We're glad you've joined us today. Get ready for some kingdom conversation. Now here's your host, Lakeisha M. Johnson. Thank you, thank you. Thank you, 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 thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. My God, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, 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 thank you. My God, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. My God. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. My God, thank you, thank you, thank you. My, 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 my. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. My God, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Yeah, yeah, just go on and praise him. My God, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah, thank you, thank you, thank you. My God, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. My God, I thank you. My God, I thank you. My God, I lift up the name of Jesus. My God, we bless your name. We praise you. We magnify you. We glorify you. Thank you, Lord. My God. My God. <laughs> Would be lost if it wasn't for grace. <laughs> if it wasn't for grace. 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 If it wasn't for grace, 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 my God, if it wasn't for grace, I would not be able to sit before you this morning. Grace kept me. Grace saved me. Grace renewed me. If it was not for grace, my God, if it was not for grace, my God, my God, if it was not for your grace, Thank you for your grace. 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 Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you that greater is he that is in me than he that is in this world. My God, I'm I've overcome by your grace. I'm overwhelmed by your grace. My God, I thank you. My God, I bless you. My God, I glorify you. I thank you for your grace. I thank you for your grace. 
my God, I went back to some places and started thinking, my God, grace, <laughs> grace, 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 grace. I started thinking grace, grace, grace. I started thinking about some foolish situations and was like, Lord, thank you for your grace. My God, thank you for the grace that kept me out of relationships. Yeah. That I so bad wanted to be in. Thank you. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for how your grace kept me. Thank you for how it saved me. Thank you for how it loved me. My God, I thank you for your grace. My, 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 my. Thank you for keeping me from danger seen and unseen. My God, what I couldn't even see, what I couldn't even see. My God, I thank you. My God, I thank you. My God, I bless you. My God, I praise you. My God, I thank you. My God, from your uh, for your unlimited grace, for your unmeasurable grace. My God, I love the fact that God's grace is not limited by our mistakes, our choices, our decisions, or how we perceive ourselves. So many of us treat God um, or respond to God as if we would respond to people, right? Because we treat God as if he's people and treat God is not like people. God doesn't love us from a limited perspective. God doesn't love us conditionally. God doesn't love us because of point systems and all the things we do. That's not God's love. God's love looks different. His love looks like grace. His love sounds like grace. His love acts like grace. His love is unlimited and it's unmeasurable. So Father, we thank you for your grace. We thank you for your grace that kept us, that loved us. My God, that restored us and redeemed us. And we thank you, Father God, for your mercy. My God, my God, my God, my God. I don't know about you, but I know that I, I don't have a perfect story. I don't have this perfect, obedient life that always walked in the things of God. That's not my, that's not my story. As a matter of fact, my tattoos tell a different story where I was tells a different story. So I am grateful for mercy. If I can scream, I would not wake my kids up. I, I am great. My God, it is when I realize how just significant God's mercy has been towards Lakeisha, um, it leaves me in a very humble place. Like it leaves me in a very low position. It leaves me in a very, like a very humble place, like a very humble place. When I think of things that could have been and were not, my God, it just leaves me in a place in which it sits me in a mindset just to remember to be grateful, um, to remember to be thankful, um, to remind myself not to think highly of myself than I ought to, to remind me of not to mistreat people. God, we thank you for your grace. 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 We thank you for your mercy and we thank you for Jesus and we thank you for the Holy Spirit. Well, welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Akeisha, <sighs> uh, AKA LMJ. And I'm so glad to worship with you today. If this is your very first time on the devotional, we are happy to have you here. We are a community of believers and we just spend time rightly dividing the word of God and growing in grace. And uh, we are not hard on ourselves here in this community. We accept God's love. We walk in the fullness of who God taught, called us to be. And if we're not there yet, we're striving to get there. We're thinking on things above.
above. So we welcome you this morning. I am so grateful for you um, this morning. I am just excited about what God is going to do through the word of God. So Father God, open the eyes of our understanding to the hope and call of who you called us to be in Christ Jesus. Enlighten us today, O oh Lord. Give us ears to hear, Father God. We thank you for a discerning spirit, Lord God. We plead the blood of Jesus over this devotional, over every, over every, over every household. Father God, everybody that's on the podcast, everybody that comes later on YouTube, we plead the blood of Jesus over you. We thank you, Father God. No weapon formed against us shall prosper. No demon, no devil in hell shall come near our dwelling. My God, the enemy cannot encroach here. We thank you, Father God. Father God, that the word of God is advancing in our lives. And as we renew our mind in your word today, Lord God, my God, we thank you, Lord God. As we renew our mind in your word, Father God, we thank you, Lord God, that we not be concerned about the fragments or the pieces. My God, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. So um, I want to get into the devotional today. God has really been working with me on a few things just about what the word of God does. And I am visual, like God is. God gives me eyes to see. And so... Uh, I visually saw some things in my head of what the word of God does for us. Right. And I titled today's devotional. There's power in the pieces, but we're going to see what God does with this. Right. We're going to let the Holy Spirit flow. Holy Spirit, I yield myself to you today. I will not get in my own way. Um, you were bruised for my iniquities. You are chastised for my peace. My God, I'm just telling you, I will not get in your own, your way today. Have your way today, Lord. I want to talk to you about a couple things. And then hopefully before we get out, off of here, we're going to pray for our children to have success in school. I'm going to give you some scriptures. That's how we'll conclude the devotional today for our children to have success in school. If you don't have children in school, that's fine. Stand in the gap for someone else's children to have success in school. But I want to talk to you this morning First, the first part of this, we're going to talk about the power in pieces. Hopefully we get to that today. But I want to talk to you about what it really means to set our minds on things above. So many of us have heard that so many times in the word, set our minds on things above, but we don't necessarily know what the above means. Come on, Holy Spirit. So I want to talk to you about what the above means, right? If I, how do, how do I set my mind on things above? What is the things above that I need to set my mind on? Because if I'm not setting my things, uh, my mind on things above, that means that I'm thinking in a lower standard than what God has said about me. I'm thinking in a lower standard of, um, of just God's very best for me. And God never uh, never positioned me to think in a lower state or a lower standard. So when I'm supposed to be setting my mind or thinking on things above, I need to first be able to understand what the things above means, right? What the, the word of God also tells us to meditate on the word of God day and night. And, and I, it is my position. The reason that God is saying to us, you need to meditate on the word day and night is so that we can get our thought processes to the things above. So we can get our thought processes to the things above. And if you or I will be honest, we have not always thought on things above. Think about when you first woke up this morning um, and be honest with yourself. What were the first things that started bombarding your thoughts? And 
even if you woke up thanking you, Jesus, where, where was the direction that the enemy was trying to pull you? Or where was the direction that your mind was trying to go? Because to think on things above, because most of us have not spent our life being um, thinking on things above. Most of us must have not spent our life being super positive. Most of us have not lived like that. Most of us have lived uh, in a whole different position, in a whole different situation. We have not. We have just lived very differently. And so the very first step for is for us to understand um, on things above what the things above is. Colossians 3 and 1, 4 says, therefore, if you have been raised up with Christ, and when we accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, we were raised up in Christ. That's a different standard. That's a different level. My God. God, my God. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I'm seeing it now. We have been raised up in Christ, right? We have been raised up in Christ. So the moment that I accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, I am raised. I am exalted in Christ. I am co-heir. And I don't think we've come to the realization of what it means to be co-heir. Because if we had the revelation or the realization of what it meant to be co-heir, we would act differently. We would not settle for just anything. Holy Spirit, you're going to have to hold me. We would not. We would start acting accordingly to what it meant to be co-heirs in Jesus Christ, right? When Jesus Christ was talking to us and he said, I want you to, you know, I'm going to give you the power. I'm going to give you the power, right? I'm going to give you the power to get wealth. I'm going to give you the power. There's a certain power that comes um, with being in Jesus Christ. And so I think if we really got the revelation that we were co-heirs, we would start acting like co-heirs. Wherever there's a revelation, then there becomes habitation. And then after habitation, there is manifestation. And we manifest the word of God and it aligns in our life just like the word says we were not sent here just to go to church that is not kingdom thinking we were not sent here just to just to go to church that is not why God has us here God has us here so that his will can be done in earth as it is in heaven so when we set our mind on things above when we uh, when we're setting our minds on things above then we're walking as if we are co-heirs in Christ we are walking as if we are joint heirs. We are joint heirs in Christ. And I know, um, I know that's difficult, right? Yeah. Wait, come on, Selena waiting on death for the inheritance. When our life in Christ is way beyond just the death. That's why. And, 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 and we are supposed to set ourselves on our deathly inheritance, that's the prize, that's the finish, but that we are supposed to be experiencing kingdom. So anytime we go um, into a position of just about heaven, I know we're missing our earthly assignment. So I want to give you a few scriptures of what it means to be joint heirs in Christ. Romans 8 and 17 says, now, if we are children, right, I'm a child of God. And we love to say that I'm a child of God. Oh my God, I'm a child of God. Oh, I love God. Oh, I'm a Christian. I'm a child of God. Well, this is what it means to be little Christ or to be a Christian or to be a follower of Christ or to be a disciple of Christ. Now, if we are children, then we are heirs. We are heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ. That's Romans 8 and 17, right? Indeed, we share in his sufferings in order we may also share in his glory. Why do we leave that part of the scripture out? Why is that not significant for us that we share in his suffering? Some of us have gotten great in suffering. 
Some of us have gotten great at suffering, right? We've gotten great at suffering. We're not healing the trauma. We're not dealing with the damage. We're not talking about the circumstances and the situations. We're not properly healing. We've gotten so great at suffering that suffering has become our calling card. Suffering has become our norm. Suffering has be become the way that we address life. Suffering has become the way that we go through life. Suffering has become we're we're not dealing, we're not healing the trauma, we're we're not we're not we're not we're not going to get the help. We're we're not seeing life from a victorious state. We're not understanding the power. We've got so content in suffering. We love to tell the st story of our suffering, but the word of God says if we are co-heirs with Christ, if indeed we share in his sufferings in order that we may also share in his glory, my God, that we may be glorified with him as well, that we not just share in the sufferings that we should be glorified. Remember, I told you we cannot build a memorial to our pain, recognize it, deal with it, get the help we need. And then we got to move forward. Right. He tells us in the word, I consider that our present sufferings um, are not comparable to the glory that will be revealed in us. Right. The glory that we will be revealed in us. The creation waits on eager expectation for the revelations of the sons of God. Creation is waiting on you. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm trying not to. Somebody, I feel like somebody hold my leg. Somebody else get something. Creation is waiting on you. He says for the creation waits an eager expectation for the revelation of the sons of God. Can somebody say that this morning? I am a son. Or if you hate using masculine terms, you can go ahead and say a daughter. I am a son of God. Creation is waiting an eager expectation for the revelation of the sons of God. This is why I know it's so important for us to understand what it means to think on things above. This is why I know it's so important for us to understand what it means when creation is waiting on us, right? For the creation was subjected to futility, not by its own will, but because the one who subjected it, my God, I, I'm, oh, I'm going too deep. Okay. Thank you. And hope that the creation itself, can I just give you this last piece will be set free from its bondage to decay and brought into the glorious freedom of the children of God. There is a freedom being a child of God, my God, my God. And so if we are co-heirs, my God, if, if Jesus said there are greater works that you will go. If we are disciples of Christ, right? If you are co-heirs, yeah, I'm a son of God. You are co-heirs. Then you begin to understand who you are in Christ by renewing your mind in the word of God. So when we say, let's think on, or when Colossians starts speaking to us about thinking on things above, what it's saying to us is the same exact mind that's in Christ Jesus is going to have to be in us. John 14 and 12. He said, well, let's back it up to 11. He said, believe me that I am in the father and the father is in me or at least believe on account of the works themselves. He said, truly, truly, I tell you, whoever believes in me will also do the works that I am doing. He will do even greater things than these because I am going to the father and I will do whatever you ask in my name so that the father may be glorified in the son. It does God no good 
that we don't walk as co-heirs. It does God no good that we don't set our mind on things above. It does no God no good that he cannot be glorified in our lives. So if we are supposed to go and do greater works than Jesus Christ, what is missing that we are not doing greater works than Jesus Christ? That is not just for the preacher. That is not just for the prophet. That is not just for the teacher. That is not just for the influencer. That is not. That is for every person that accepts Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. We are supposed to be going. We are supposed to be multiplying. We are supposed to be increasing kingdom. We are supposed to be doing greater works. Healings are supposed to be manifested. My God, we have been so caught up in sickness that we forget to pray for healing. We look for a natural cure, but we are not looking for the healing power of Jesus. So many things connected to us have been normalized. So when the word of God is saying to us, look, go back to Colossians. Therefore, if you have been raised up with Christ, keep seeking the things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on the things that are on earth for you have died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. Right. When Christ, who is our life, is revealed then you will be revealed with him in glory. Here we go again. Be revealed again with him in glory. There is a revelation or something that is supposed to be revealed, to be peeled back, to be exposed in us so that the glory of God can be revealed on this earth. My God, we were not just set. We were not just set in motion to be consumers. We were not just set in motions to just be here. We all have a mountain and a place of influence in which God's glory should be revealed in our life. It first belongs, it first belongs in your house. If God's glory is not being revealed in your house, that's the very first problem. My God, that's the very first, that's the very first place. It has to begin in your house. His glory has to be revealed in your house. You've got to become a glory carrying your house first, right? If you're not, can I tell you, come on, Holy Spirit. Can I tell you something? If the glory is not manifest, if you can't figure it out in your house, then when you go outside your house to try to minister, to try to teach, to try to do, do you know you leaking? Do you know you leaking? Like you live, can I tell, can I be, you just, you leaving a trail, you leaving a, like a trail of a scent, a scent for the enemy. Do you know you're leaking when the glory is not revealed in your house, when you outside of your house one way and you inside your house another, my God, we are to be glory carriers. That's what he's saying. The glory is going to be revealed in us. And so if I can't, if I'm not manifesting, if I'm not um, carrying the glory in my house, if I'm not, if I'm not significant in my house, if I'm not praying prayers, if I'm not effective in my house, and I'm not talking about what people receive from you. I'm talking about your position. If I'm not steadfast in position in my house, then when I walk outside my house, my God, and there's a hole somewhere, there's a gap, right? And then I'll leak. My God, I can, that's a whole nother lesson. And so we got to be careful that it first begins in our house. My God, it first begins at our home. It first begins in our house. The glory has to be revealed in our house through us. We have to be able to learn to minister, love, teach, um, create and do the beauty of us in our house with our children and our marriages and our family ones. So 
where Christ is seated at the right hand of God, we are called to think of heaven. My God, I thank you. We are called to think of us heaven. And so this scripture first tells us that Jesus is sitting at the right hand of God and he is the reigning king, right? So while we're on earth, we're going to experience struggles, but we never, we, we never need to get our mind off of the fact that Jesus came, overcame the world. So when we are in circumstances and situations that are trying to pull us away, come on, Holy Spirit, from thinking on things above, we have to submit the thoughts back to the fact that Jesus already overcame the world. So why am I going to even spend five minutes on this situation when I already know I'm overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of my testimony. Why am I going to give 30 seconds? Why am I going to give five minutes to this situation when Jesus already overcame the world? Isaiah 50. Isaiah 53 and five, the prophet was talking, he was prophesying the future, but he was talking about the truth of what had already happened. And I love what happens in Isaiah because he doesn't talk in present tense. He does not speak. He does not speak in present tense. As a matter of fact, he says, but he was pierced. It was already done. He was pierced for our transgressions. It was already done. He was crushed for our iniquities. It was already done. My God, his punishment brought his peace upon him. It was already done. And by his wounds, we are healed. It was already done. That let, that lets me know that there is no circumstance. There is no situation where it ain't already done. Lord, let the same mind that's in Christ Jesus be in us. Father, reveal yourself. Let the same mind that's in Christ Jesus be in us. Father God, let the same mind be that's in Christ Jesus be in us. My God, his, his to God. So the only way that God's glory is going to be revealed, my God, the only way that God's glory is going to be revealed on us, that we don't set our mind on the things on earth, that we don't set our mind on earthly matters. We live here. We experience it emotionally, but we are called to think spirit first, right? Life by the spirit. Galatians reminds us it's going to produce life. Life by the flesh is going to produce death. How many things have we set our minds on things below that have caused death to a situation, caused dreams not to Anytime I give way to negative thinking, to negative energy, to anything that's not on Christ's agenda for my life, you better teach this Holy Spirit. Anytime I believe, anytime I'm caught up emotionally, anytime I'm caught up physically, right? I'm not thinking on things above my God. What God is saying to us is you have got to learn to see our lives, our earthly lives through spiritual circumstances. Go over to Ephesians six. When he says you wrestle not against flesh and blood, but how many hours have we intensely spent wrestling against 
flesh and blood. How many arguments have we been in this week? How many arguments will we get in today still trying to wrestle against flesh and blood when he already told us your fight is not against flesh and blood. Your fight is against a principality. Your fight is against a demon. Your fight is against a nymph. Your fight is against an adversary. He's running. He's looking to whom for whom to devour. And then we haven't recognized that when we get into the fight, we give him room to devour. We give him room to devour. We, when we get into the argument, when we trying to prove ourselves, when we get it, I, I told y'all, I have the gifts of ignore. I will ignore a negative thing. I will ignore a negative post. I'd ignore comments. I do not have time to be pulled into strife when I'm trying to walk into the fullness of who he called me to be in Christ Jesus. He says, but we are called to think about spiritual truths first and foremost. That's, that's it. Our earthly, we got God help us to see. That's why Ephesians 1, 15, get through that 15 through 21. We're praying every day. Lord, open the eyes, our eyes to the enlightenment of who you called us to be in Christ Jesus. Let us see this world through your world. Let us have the same mind. So if I'm co-heirs, I'm walking with the same mind. We do not have revelation with this because we get pulled into earthly matters all the time we get consumed by this government and forget we live by kingdom if we ever got the revelation that we are in this world and not of this world that would be so much power in the body of Christ we will begin to take care of our own we would not live according to this world standard we will begin to create our own Next part of the scripture says your life is hidden in Christ, right? So if we're seated, if we are seated with Christ in heavenly places, this is the truth about who we are. This is the truth about who we are. No matter what anyone says, no matter what this world says, no matter what this world does, it cannot be taken away from us. So if this script, this, this, we're hidden in Christ, I'm hidden in Christ, then anything that talks or says or does that's outside of the identity in Christ Jesus is false. <sighs> anything that is not loveling, anything that is not pure, anything that is not noble, anything that is not of good report, so when we start saying, I'm not seeing power in my prayers, I'm not seeing my prayers answered, I'm not seeing things manifest, then are we trying to manifest things outside of Jesus Christ? So he also said we will be revealed with him in glory, right? We have a glorious future in Christ. It says we're revealed. It means every time I study the, the word of God, uh, more of me, more of the real me, more of the spiritual me, more of the me in Christ is being revealed, right? The more I'm, we, we're being revealed, right? Oh Lord, I thank you for your word today. Um, we're being revealed. And so even as I suffer, right, um, it's, it's not compared to the glory that's going to be revealed. So the definition of thinking on things above is we have to begin to retrain our thinking, our perspective. My God, 
My God, we got to begin to, yes, come on. Anything, y'all, outside my identity in Christ is false. Anything that this world tells me is successful and it's not according to kingdom standard is is false. Anything this world tells me is a successful marriage and it's not according to the word of God is false. Anything that tells me this is the success and what I need to raise in my kids is false, right? As, as false. This is what I love. And it says, but God rich begin being rich in his mercy because of his great love, which, which he loved us. Even when we were dead in our transgressions made us alive together with Christ by grace. You've been saved. That's good. Nay, a reset and raised up with him and seated together with Christ. By grace, you've been saved. By grace, you're seated with him in heavenly places. You're not going to earn this. This is not going to make sense. Remember, one of our springboard um, scriptures for this devotional is this is not going to be discerned by your flesh. This is not about mental ascent. Holy Spirit, do a greater work in us. Can you throw your hand up and say this? Holy Spirit, do a greater work in me. Holy Spirit, do a greater work in me. I cannot continue to live in a standard that is lower than who I was called to be in Christ Jesus. My God, give me eyes to see and ears to hear. And Lord, don't let me focus on anybody else. We need to just pray that we need to just pray that over ourselves. Some of us have been living defeated for so long that it's our norm. It is normal for us. We have gotten so used because can I tell you something? Because when we don't meet a world standard for success, then we think we've failed, even though we may be obeying Christ with like obeying Christ, obeying Christ. We may be obeying Christ with everything in us, but every time we don't meet or hit this world's standard standard of success, We feel like we failed and that's the tactic of the enemy. When God wrote the, when Paul was writing to the two Colossians, what he was addressing was them suffering. They were suffering for their faith. They were enduring hardship for their faith. And he was trying to remind them no matter what the suffering is going on, your glory in Jesus, your glory in God is going to be revealed. So we're not going to spend time thinking on things that are here on this earth. My God, Lord God, renew renew our mind to the mind of Christ. Let the same mind that's in Christ Jesus be inside of us. So as God is revealing to us in the word, and I wanted to get to, and we've run out of time. I wanted to talk to you about the power in the pieces and hopefully we'll can get into that. Um, but as God is revealing to us, um, today and and yeah come on jesus is the standard as god is revealing himself to us today and showing to us when it what it means this is what it means to think on things above right the other scripture says pure lovely noble of good report you shouldn't think on anything less than this you shouldn't think on anything less than this you shouldn't think on anything less than this. You sh- if it's not pure, if it's, but you're going to have to train yourself. You're going to have to meditate on the word day and night. You're not going to be able to give. You're going to have to be advantageous about this. You are not going to be able to give room to the enemy. 
Because if you give room to the enemy, if you give him a tinge, a tinge of room, he's going to run with it and he's going to have you overwhelmed and low self-esteem. He's going to have you off target. He's going to have you off purpose. He's not. No, the same mind that's in Christ Jesus. If we're joint heirs, if we're co-heirs, if Jesus said, so then it leads me to believing that the power in my thinking is what's producing. <laughs> Ooh, can I say that one more time? So it leads me to believe that the power in my thinking is what's producing. What am I thinking about? What am I meditating on? What has gotten, what has gotten so deep embedded in me that it's leading my decisions, that it's determining my outcome. My God, I hear the Lord say advance, right? We need to advance in the word of God, but it is difficult for us to advance in the word of God when we are thinking on things below versus thinking on things above. Yes, just as so, just as so as a man thinks, is he? My God, the word of God also says a double-minded man is unstable in his way. Faith and worry don't go together. So every time I switch to worry, I retract my faith. My God, Lord, don't let me be limited. So when we meditate on the word of God, it's renewing, it's revealing us. And can I just be honest for you for a second? That is where we become uncomfortable and we walk away. I'm out of time. We're going to talk about that tomorrow. That's where I become uncomfortable and I walk away at the moment that because we're so you can I just say this Holy Spirit? We're so used to um, holding on to trauma. We're so used to not healing the trauma. We're so used to stuffing our pain. We're so used to hold. Oh, I, I sometimes when sometimes when I see people quote all the God type stuff, right? But our lives are still in the same cycles. I know there's no power in what we're saying because we really don't have revelation of what, what, what God is saying to us, like in the word, because if we, we had revelation of what God said to us in the word, it should be manifesting in our life. I don't care. I said, that's why I'm like, I don't care if you just know five, you get revelation of five scriptures. I would rather you focus on five scriptures and get revelation of five scriptures and understand what those five scriptures out and live those five scriptures out. Then you just quote a whole lot of stuff with no victory, with no, with no power. And I hope the Lord shows us this week how to get the power. I want to give you some scriptures to pray over your children. And I want to close out on this. I want to give you some scriptures to pray over your children, over your grandchildren for this school year. We want them to have the most successful school year ever, ever. We want them to have the most successful and we're going to rely. We're going to rely on those. We're going to rely. Yeah. I want you to get five, not five scriptures a day, five scriptures that you begin to meditate on to help you so that you can grow in things of Christ. Sometimes we try, Oh, I read the whole chapter of Hebrews, but we didn't get past the first verse, right? We didn't get understanding behind, behind the first verse. We didn't get revelation of the first verse. Well, I read the whole chapter of Hebrews today, but did you get revelation for the first verse? Did you get revelation of what he was saying to us in the first verse? 
right? What did he, what was he saying to you in the first verse? If he says to you in Psalms 91, he who dwelleth in the secret place of the most high, what does it mean to dwell in the secret place of the most high? What does it mean to abide in the shadow of the almighty? This is not, this is not about us approve, impro- approving anything, right? Oh, that's good, Tina. People get comfortable being the victim. It doesn't meditation. Give me revelation. These, this is the focus. Yeah. Ask the Holy spirit to read for revelation. Let me give you the scripture to pray over your kids. John 14, 27, praying for God's guidance and focus. Peace. I leave with you. My peace. I give to you. Not of those as the world gives to you, but not let your hearts be troubled or fearful. Right? John one and nine. Have I not commanded you be strong and courageous. Do not tremble or be dismayed. That's something we're praying for our children. Second Peter 3, 17, 18. You therefore beloved, knowing this beforehand, be on your guard so that you are not carried away by the error of unprincipled men and fall from your own steadfastness, but grow in the grace and knowledge of your Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To him be the glory both for now and eternity. And then Isaiah 30 and 21, your ears will hear a word behind you that this is the way to walk in it wherever you turn to the right or the left. And I'll give you some more scriptures tomorrow. That's John 14, 27, Joshua 1 and 9, 2 Peter 3, 17 and 18, and Isaiah 30 and 21. These are the focus. We're praying for God to guide and focus our children. We don't we don't nag our children. I've been in children's ministry a long time. <laughs> I've been mentoring for a long time. We don't nag our children. We don't browbeat our children. We don't overly lecture our children. We love, we nurture, we train up our children in the word of God, right? And then we pray the word over our children because praying over the word of our children is what's going to lead to the success. So we're praying for God's guidance and for our children to be focused. Heavenly Father, help us to be better parents. <laughs> Help us to see our children through the eyes of your understanding. Enlighten us, Lord God, to the hope and call of who you call them to be in Christ Jesus. Father God, we ask that you guide them this day and you guide us as their parents. Lord God, we thank you, Lord God, as we are seated in heavenly places, so are our children. So we thank you, Father God, that your glory is being revealed in the classroom today, that your glory is being revealed at the computer today, Lord God. We thank you that they will not be entangled with any yoke of darkness and that the same mind that's in Christ Jesus is going to be in our children. We're not going to get frustrated. We're not going to fret. We're not going to nag. We're going to stand on your word for our children. We thank you, Father God, that your word is victorious. My God, that your word is sharper than any two-edged sword, that your word is cutting it into pieces, Lord God, and that your glory is being manifest and revealed. I thank you for the lives of our children. I thank you for our purpose. I thank you that your word is manifested daily. We thank you, Father God, the blessing of Lord is rich and it adds no sorrow. Bless our children today. Let them be favored. Let them be focused. Let them honor those in authority. We love you. We bless you. We praise you. We magnify you in Jesus name. Amen. Now, if you have not accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, I want to operate. I want to offer you that opportunity. I want to be able to to pray the prayer of salvation with for you. I want to be able to pray, pray the prayer of salvation with you. I don't want you to wait another minute. I don't want you to think that there's tomorrow. My God, accepting Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior was the best decision that I ever made. And even though I did it at eight, I think I did it again as an adult as 27. So, Father God, I thank you that your word is transforming, Father God, in the name of Jesus. Dear Jesus, this is all you got to say. 
I know I've sinned against you. I'm sorry for my sins. I'm asking you to come into my heart and take my sins away. And I promise to love and follow you the best that I can. And then Romans tells us in no way will he cast us out. My God, in no way will he cast us out. That's it. The word we have gotten so frustrated with our kids because we are not letting the word of God be the standard. We're not letting the word of God be the standard in our mouths. We're not letting the word of God be in the standard for our lives. My God, Father God, we thank you today that the word becomes the standard and nothing else. Now do me one more favor. <laughs> if God places it on your heart, will you consider becoming a partner with this ministry? My God, you can go over to the website, LakeishaMJohnson.com and find out all the ways you can give there or you can cash app us, dollar sign, LMJ ministry. I love you and God loves you. I love you and God loves you. I love you and God loves you. May the same mind that's in Jesus Christ be in you. Father God, we honor you in word. Bless the giving of your people today. Bless our day. Enlarge our capacity and discernment to, to dwell in you more, Lord God. My God, put us in the right places. Put us in the right conversations. Let us not be overwhelmed and confused. My God, we cast down everything that exalts itself against the word of God. We love you, Lord, daddy God. We bless you. We praise you in Jesus name. Amen. Back here in the morning, back here in the morning. See you at 5 a.m. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. If you would like more information about LMJ Ministries, log on to LakeishaMJohnson.com today.